Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Talking version now when nobody can hear what we're saying. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mojo Market Report here on a victory Monday for half the league. Maybe not so much Chris's teams. It is Dave Sergio. It is Chris Gucci, A5 behind the glass. And of course, coming to you from Chop Studios. Uh, we hope you guys are okay out there. We hope you guys enjoyed the Sunday football. We just want to also hope that Tom Brady is okay after suffering that catastrophic normal textbook tackle that was called a unnecessary roughness. I, I, I can't get over this anymore. I really like, I understand he's the goat. I understand he's been around forever. I understand all that, but this is, has to stop. I want to watch football. He literally was tackled. Like you tackle somebody in Pee Wee. If there was a penalty on that play, it was on Tom Brady. Did, right? you, did you see what he did? It looked like a, a little brother getting picked on by he his older like, brother hey! and he kicked him. <laughs> he kicked him. I'm thinking, like, no question about it. He talked to the ref, and the ref, he was like, yo, he just roughed me. And the ref was like, oh, he did? Okay, here, Tom. Come on, give me a <laughs> and break. And then he'll throw the fight and just break. place it down. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, uh, Tampa Bay gets a win. Uh, a lot of teams got some wins this weekend. As we move into, of course, the uh, the topic of conversation on everybody's mind right now, who are your top movers? Top movers. Um, and there was a lot of them, a lot of good football, despite the fact that Tom Brady said there's a lot of bad football out there. There's a lot of good football out there. Um, and we start on the local front. We got to. And unfortunately, we got to talk about it. I'm sorry. Oh, it's it's okay. just part of the job. It's part of the criteria here. We talk about, and I'm not going to call him his nickname because I still feel like that's that was just given to him because it like went together. It was never earned. He's never. I don't think he's ever thrown a dime he's in his life. There. Daniel Jones, one of the top movers yesterday on the local front, the New York Giants take down. The Green Bay Packers in jolly old London. Uh, Chris, I mean, look, there's a lot to dissect with this game in particular, but Daniel Jones made the big throws when he had to. He did. Um, Daniel Jones' final stat line doesn't look too appealing. No, but no. He did go up. He is a top mover in the mojo he market is. based on the difficulty of the plays that he succeeded on on third and longs. Daniel Jones was dropping dimes, dare I oh, say. Um, and the most telling <laughs> thing about this whole entire performance, the whole Sunday was the fact that after the game, Brian Dable was asked about the quarterback position, and he said, and I quote, I'm glad he's our QB. Like, so ah, so that's not nice. Brian, you shouldn't lie, right, to the camera. I mean, well, there's a lot of well, media. I do want to point out Even the internationally. Fact, I want to point out the fact that in the mojo market, uh, a job is like one of the most important things. It really is. And the, the whole question surrounding Daniel Jones going into the season was, are the Giants going to keep him in town? He's on a contract year. They didn't They didn't give him the, um, the, the fifth the, year. Yep the team option on the fifth year because he was a first rounder. So Daniel Jones is playing for money. He's playing for a job. And when you have a new regime in there and the new regime is now backing you, backing you yeah. a little bit, it, it's a little telling and it might be a, a sign to go a little long on Daniel Jones going forward just based on the fact that the Giants are a 4 and one football team right now. They're clicking a little bit. They're making plays in the second halves of football games. The Giants are the best team in football, arguably. It's actually I'm insane. sorry, what? Yeah, the, first of all, the Giants are 4-1. I understand that. And they finally that? beat somebody. And they finally beat somebody. Uh, on are the they somebody? On though? the road, they are. They are. <laughs> the Packers are going to be fine, I, I think. <laughs> there's, some, there's some real hole damage on that defense, but I don't want to talk about the Packers Daniel right Jones' now. stat line, just so everybody's aware, is 21 of 27, 217. Uh, he averaged eight yards uh, a throw. He got 77% completion. So that's how you know that there was a lot of dink and dunk and safe throws, and that's fine. Uh, he actually ran the ball for 10, 10 times, 37 yards. 
Daniel Jones is a, is a is a serviceable, good quarterback in the NFL. He's, he's got Kirk he's, Cousins written all over. He really him, bro. that's the vibe got, I get without from Justin him. Jefferson and Adam Thielen. But if you look at uh, if you look at his 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 movement yesterday, even I wonder if it spiked a little bit. Uh, just when Brian Dable said, "That's my quarterback." Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's not, I, when I say Kirk Cousins, I actually meant to say Ryan Tannehill. That's like Spider-Man meme stuff right there. Yeah. Like Brian well, Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones it, in a circle. I compare like, it a little bit because I think Tannehill took a little bit longer to get going in his career. In his second stop, yeah. too. So yes. that's that's another thing. But I think it was the second stop will be if, – if Daniel Jones – we'll talk second contract instead sure. of second stop. So Daniel Jones' second contract looks a little more so like that of a Ryan Tannehill progression. Then Kirk Cousins ousted – RG three for the job in year two, so like they they kind of he was made also the drafted plan. the same year, which was like mind numbing to me. By the way, yeah. you were just setting that up for future. Like basically, you draft Robert Griffin the third, you let him do his thing, you play him hurt, you don't even care about his health, and all of a sudden, like don't worry, man. Speaking America. of RG three, there's been some cringe worthy uh, social media exchanges I, yes. with Shady McCoy. Yeah, which we don't get want to get into. Here, no, but no, we'll no. Talk about that later. It's all about the Mojo market here today, and if you. Cashed in on Daniel Jones yesterday. Congratulations. I know I woke up today uh, like this, up 253% in my mojo market. And look, I don't want to brag, even though I'm sort of bragging right now. Um, I want to say that it, it's the multipliers thing. Yes, I love that aspect of it. And there is inherited risk. Don't get me wrong. But when you know that there's going to be opportunity, like my my portfolio is very safe. It, it you know it's Jalen Hurts. We know he's playing great. It's it's Kenny Pickett, which you know we'll kind of get into that game when we talk about that game. And then it's Zach Wilson, which we'll talk about in a minute too. But like those guys have opportunity now to soar through the moon, um, and that's why the market moves and dictates the way it is. But yeah, so if you played a multiplier on Daniel Jones yesterday, I believe they were giving out a ten time multiplier okay. for free on Daniel Jones yesterday. If you played that, you. A ten time multiplier going long on that, you you made fifty percent, forty seven percent on nice. your investment in one day. So that's why the multipliers are cool. I would have been a little hesitant using a multiplier going into that game in London against the Packers because the Packers' pass defense has been exceptionally right. good. But it didn't matter in this one. Giants get the win. They're four and one. Congratulations to the G Men. Uh, I say that as as like just as generic as I possibly can. Yeah, I was. Without I was the. Excited. I was. I mean, shout out to the Mets, by the way. Just kind of get that out oh, there. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't bring that in. Don't there bring that in. There was a small part of me that was rooting against the Mets yesterday for the faction of Mets fans that are also Giants fans. I was like, these guys <laughs> got to have some type of pain today. So, <laughs> Wow, you Congrats. are doom and gloom. Just let, I know you lost, but jeez, my God. Look, man, All right. old, I'm not, I'm not going to physically like actually like wish something on someone, but like the Mets losing is a nice consolation for okay. me. Okay, And coming soon to, to Mojo, eventually, this is going to happen. Baseball, basketball, it's all coming. NBA. Can't wait. Can't wait for the NBA. Cannot wait. All right, anyway, moving on over to the other team from New York who decided to put up a 40-burger, and that is the New York Jets. As they get this one done, 40-17, to 17, they take down the Miami Dolphins, minus Tua, minus Bridgewater, because they knocked him silly out of the game, too. And being that the concussion protocol has changed in the NFL, Tua's, uh, Teddy's out. Here comes the he third stringer. He also had an elbow situation. He did. Out. He was a little banged up. But the big mover here is uh, I was going to talk about Zach Wilson, but I'm going to talk about Brees Hall. Zach Wilson had himself a day. Don't get me wrong. Like, and again, when you win games in the NFL and you're a young upstart quarterback, they're gonna they're gonna really really appreciate you in New York because it's been a long time, especially within the Jets organization, that you can get hyped about anything. And this win gets you hyped. And now. All of your draft picks are coming to life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have the Zach Wilsons of the world who we already knew, right? But then you have the Sauce Gardner's getting his first interception on defense. 
But the big thing is almost 200 all-purpose yards out of Brees Hall yesterday. 18 carries for 97 yards. Uh, two receptions. And by the way, he scored on the ground. Two receptions for 100. So, like, this guy, 197 all-purpose yards. And I believe there was a certain someone on this show who told you. I don't know where he is. He's not here yet. He'll let me know when he gets here. Who told you it's the Brees Hall show? And it happened. Yeah, Brees Hall. His usage out of the backfield in the passing game is just it separates him to me Brees hall rb1 going forward i'm not saying in dynasty formats rb1 going forward Brees hall he's the guy that i'm going after if i could get him um i'm all in on Brees hall and when he, when, he, when he speaks dynasty he means mojo mojo well i'm saying like dynasty fantasy football he's in you mean you want to uh, hold on to him forever that just means go long and, and Brees hall is the guy to do it um and, and just to give you a little bit of a a, a secondary stat not Brees Hall, it's Michael Carter, and he gets just 10 carries. So you could see that the ratio is almost 2-1 to one where Brees Hall is getting the rock. I'm not out on Michael Carter. I'm not though. either. I'm not. Look, you, that's the beauty look, part about Mojo, get on both. Look, he mm, has standalone that? value. He's going to have games where he pops a little bit. Yeah. I think that you're going to have to be a little more patient on a player like that, but I do think there's very, very much long-term value in a Michael Carter. I, I said this on the, on the show the other week, and backup running backs that aren't really a backup, that are have a real significant role. On I think they have down. to just lose the term backup at this point. Well, you yeah, know, like yeah. him, like a guy like Carter is not a backup. I think in a lot of cases, the backup running back is a third running back because, like I said, the roles don't tend to change. I don't know how much more usage Michael Carter would get. Would he get five more touches a game if there was no Brees if there was Hall? no Brees Hall? Probably, Probably yeah. right? Not too much more, and then those other touches would go to somebody else to a, a, an actual backup. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those two, it's a dynamic duo. You see around the league how dynamic duos of running backs seem to be working. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, whoa. Um, Ezekiel, Tony Pollard. There you go. Hey. Hey, Pollard had a nice, nice yes, run yesterday. Yes, he did. Gashing. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Brees, Hall Brees Hall seems to be the guy. Could we just talk about real quick, because I know that we have all top movers that are on the way up in this in this little segment today. We do, actually. Just so you know, it is a positivity <laughs> Monday. We've but I do decided wanna, to go up But I do want to talk about one thing that's... <laughs> in relation to this game, and that is that while Tua Tungavailoa did not play, he is a mover, and he moved in the positive direction because I think he's one week removed, one more week removed from the injury, and Tua didn't play. I mean, uh, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, didn't play well. They're, they're not going to be looking to keep that third string, seventh-round pick in there for too long. Kudos think, to him. He did all right. Yeah, he did all right. Yeah. I think Tua will be back sooner than we think. And if you want to look at the pass catchers, both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle went down, I feel like a fairly significant amount considering it's just one game. Mm -hmm. And with Tua on the way up and those two receivers on the way down, we both know, or we all know, both of those receivers are going to get it done going forward. There's yeah. no real yeah. trepidation with Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle. It might be a good time to buy the dip on those two. Okay. If you missed out in week two, week three, and you were watching these guys, you're like, oh, See, you know, I wish I could have gotten them a, a week ago. Well, that time is now it resurfaced. That's. The I mean, market. I'm not a doctor. I only play one on TV, and uh, when I when it comes to Tua, I have no idea. Like, I don't know when he's going to come back, or uh, if like you would assume that he does. Um, so keep your eye on Tua as well. But the uh, the the Miami Dolphins find themselves uh, behind the eight ball a lot in this game. It, it was it was tough sledding for them. They kept it close, but the Jets started running away with it. Uh, staying in the AFC East. Now, when you look at the Buffalo Bills, who just absolutely destroyed the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that was, I mean, if, if you're a gambler out there, you knew the spread was 14, so it couldn't have gone higher. You know what I mean? Like, 
Um, the Bills took care of business, and one reason is the play of Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis absolutely destroyed and ate. But the thing is about Gabe Davis, and it's the funny part about this, he only caught the ball three times. Three times. And it, it, to me, and I'll say this until I'm blue in the face, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. The guy was targeted six times, reels in three, but the yak and the speed and the bird, like the guy was like, like he was barely in there with an ankle. You know what I mean? Like he was, it was hobbled. I was looking for that word hobbled. Um, and he was, and he balled out. I mean, the guy goes for 171 receiving yards. And that's just a testament to show you just how deep and how you know, just versatile this entire it's like Buffalo. like a very Randy Moss-like stat line. Yeah, Three bro. for 170 right. and two tutties. Right. That's Randy. <laughs> you got mossed. Yes, you got mossed. And, and I'm telling you right now, the Buffalo Bills, and I keep saying this, and I understand that Zach Moss popped off too. He's a mover today as well. He popped off at the end in garbage time. But if they can get a solid, like a solid, solid running game, and I know they have good guys, Singletary's good, and he came, that Buffalo offense, man, that that's going to be hard to stop going forward. Josh Allen is just picking and choosing. He throws for over 400 yards. Four, he had like 350 in the first half on pace yeah. for like 700. And I'm like, dude, this dude they is doing whatever they it. wanted. There's a lot more going on right now. Like, Obviously, there's issues at quarterback for Pittsburgh, but that defense is atrocious. So anybody that's playing Pittsburgh, I might be going along on for that week. And I just want to say a couple of things to clear it up. When we talk, which we're going to get into it later on for the Monday night game, if I'm talking about a player for the day, right, if we're previewing a game for that night, when we give our insight, it's more so in, a, in like a DFS realm where if you're looking to be a day trader – we're going to give you insight on who we think is going to go up that day. But a lot of the other times throughout the week, when we talk about players, it's going to be like a long-term thing. And I think I'll do a better job of clarifying which one I'm talking about at yeah. in the moment. So going into the game today, the players that we talk about, I'm going to talk about how they're going to play today. Okay. Back to Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Clear it up as we move on to yes, another huge top mover. And in this is in this regard, it's a lot different than the other guys because Kenneth Walker, yes, he broke one yesterday. Okay. He broke one yesterday. He was eight uh, eight rushes for 88 yards and that long touchdown. And boy, did he turn on the burners. The big thing here about Kenneth Walker and his stock as it soars to the moon yesterday is the fact that now Rashad Penny is out for the year. The Seattle Seahawks are now searching for their running back and they have one on their roster right now. There's no like, let's look for outside help. Everybody knew Kenneth Walker was there. You said it a couple of weeks ago when we do our little bargain basements and we said, all right, get these guys now before they pop off. It happened again. Kenneth Walker's RB1 going forward. Yeah, Seattle and the Pete Carroll system, you know what they're all about, running the football. Except when it counts in the Super Bowl. Exactly, Sorry. which I think that hammers it home even more for me is yeah. that he's not going to make the same mistake twice. Yeah, Pete Carroll, any, if you look back at even the success they had with Russ, it was all running game. Russ in the fourth quarter, but running the ball for three quarters. I think Kenneth Walker, you know I feel how I feel about him. The acumen coming out of college, he was legit at Michigan State. Dude is a load. And there was a chance that he was going to be the number one back picked in the draft. Mm -hmm. Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, that's a good little young tandem of backs to be in on in the mojo market. You got to imagine with – I don't know how long Pete Carroll is going to be in, in Seattle – because he is the oldest coach in football. He's I, on I strings at this point. I feel like he's just being like, but, but <laughs> yeah, dude, he might not be But there. the dude's like practicing with the, he's running seven on seven drills in, in camp. So <laughs> Pete Carroll's in good shape. Whatever There's he's definitely on, I mean. a lot wrong with Pete Carroll, but um, <laughs> I think that 
his like youth is not one of them. No, no, age is not age a is not beneficiary <laughs> right now of, of Pete Carroll. But the Seahawks, look, and credit to Geno again. I mean, look, I know, I understand they fell short, and and that stinks. So we'll talk about the other team in a second. But sixteen of twenty five, another two sixty eight, three touchdowns, um, and he runs a couple times for thirteen yards. But Geno Smith. The offense isn't as bad as what we all thought it was going to be. Like, these guys are actually moving the ball, and they're just falling just a little short. And, and you would think that with Geno Smith that he's doing this with all dinking and dunking. He's not. No, he's putting he's air under that ball. He's averaging, I think, eight yards per attempt. Which Ten is yesterday. Third in the, oh, so he, w- he went into yesterday averaging eight yards yeah, per attempt. and he went and up. he was third in the league. He averaged 10 yards in attempt yesterday. There's a chance that Geno Smith is leading. Uh, shout the, out to his press conference, There's too, a by chance the way. that Geno Smith is top three in quarterback rating with Tua and Mahomes, and leading the NFL in yards per attempt. When is it time to go long on Geno? It's very good. I feel like Geno's going to get a contract. Because you, yeah. I, I, I mean, how could you not? I know it's a small sample size, but he's taken very good care of the football. He's taken pride in taking care of the ball. That's the number one thing that you would need at a guy that's going to hand the ball off a lot. And the weapons, DK just got paid. He's not going anywhere. Lockett, I feel like you could lock him up fairly cheap, too. Doesn't seem like a guy that is going to demand a lot in free agency. I'm not sure his contract then again, situation. He's a he's a he's a Christian Kirk contract in the making. Just so you know, like somebody might throw the bank. Yeah, but if at you a guy look, like Tyler Lockett, look, Tyler Lockett would be more deserving than Christian Kirk was at the time of the contract, in my opinion, because he's had real success in this right. league. I'm not all the way in on Lockett. Something about him just I'm like I'm a little little skittish on him. But that's also like a thing about me is like I've always not thought he was good and he's always playing well. I also have this little small part of piece of me that hates Seattle for playoff uh, loss yes, reasons. Oh yes, the, the non-interference, interference, the non, or, the, no, the not catch, Mary, no catch, fail the, Mary. Oh, that's a lot. Onside kick. He's going through a lot today, I'm guys. Going through just a just lot. give him, just give him a little bit of a break. Uh, but anyway, Kenneth Walker, new RB one out there uh, in Seattle, and, and again, opportunity is there. And, uh, and if you're, you're you're you know failing to realize what Geno Smith is doing, you probably just never seen him throw. <laughs> like the interview said. <laughs> so shout out to Geno Smith. He's been it, coached up seven years been. as a backup. Geno Smith been around a long time. Tip your hat. Same Gino game. Smith, I'm pulling for you. Same buddy. game. Winning team. Taysom Hill. This guy is a cheat code. My buddy texted me yesterday, and it's one of those. It's a bad beat, man. When you bench a guy like this, and you're like, ah, there's no way he can continue to be in this offense like this. And then he goes off and has himself a absolute career day. Um, he throws one one ball. <laughs> it's a touchdown, by the way. He uh, he rushes nine times, nine times, Ferris Bueller style, 112 yards, three touchdowns, bro. This guy, he's their he, entire rushing attack. Right he now. is, and, and it's and you. That's a team that has Alvin Kamara on it. You know what I'm saying? Like this is insane to me. Taysom Hill fade Kamara, by the way. Well, it seems to be like he's not a necessity fade, right now. Heavy fade. I just can't figure out. Taysom Hill. I still can't figure him out. And obviously, if you look at his, his market yesterday, it soars to the moon. He's in the end zone. Every time you look at the Saints game, this kid is in the end zone. But it's like, there's nobody else built like this in the NFL. The guy lines up at tight end, fullback, quarterback, wide out, whatever he wants to do. Taysom Hill is the most versatile player on the offense in the entire league. Entire league. There's nobody else that could do what he's doing right now. I'm trying to just... What other guy? More like, versatile player. There's gadget players. Off the listen, top of my head, I can't. Right. There's gadget players that can take a, a wide receiver reverse. I, I saw yeah, like last night. Debo, Cooper, or Cooper like Cup Debo last night. is pretty versatile. Cooper Cup like puts star, one up. But yeah. I understand, like, he's also not lining up at QB. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, but what I mean is. Meaning, like, 
I agree. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> you're with me on Could this. Can I one. also point out the fact that the Packers had Taysom Hill in camp as a rookie <laughs> and cut him? <laughs> but Not listen, a good day for Packer fans. Because you know what, though? People were like, oh, it's, it's Tim Tebow's back. That's fun. But this dude no, bro, is a baller no, and he bro, can play. He was a baller in that camp, and Packer fans loved him and they were very upset. Did you draft I, him or undrafted? He was undrafted. Wow. Imagine if you got Taysom Hill. Listen, I, I, don't quote me on the undrafted part. Ninety-nine percent sure he was undrafted, but I don't know. For I can't a fact. wait to that one percent comment's going to come in. I'm like what? <laughs> you know? But dude, let me tell you something. This guy is fun to watch. He's a likable guy. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those guys that you just root for. And if you're an investor in the Mojo market with this guy, you have to assume that no matter where he goes, he's never going to be paid. Like like the Debo thing. His contract is at, like. Uh, astronomically weird Taysom Hill by the way like remember it was all like just funky yeah, yeah. like the the verbiage of that has to be I want to be you know in the room with his lawyer <laughs> drawing that one up and I'm like what is he talking about but um in regards to his future even within the mojo market even with the Saints the Saints know what they got and they have somebody very special in the locker room right now and I think that the opportunities will never go away and it doesn't matter who's quarterback Taysom Hill I'll tell you right now will never be a listed starting quarterback in this league. I don't think he's got those intangibles, but he's got everything else. And, and and if you have everything else, like he has, he's a very, very valuable guy to invest in. Yeah, I, I'm a little hesitant on the long play because really? for some I mean, reason, but but here's hear me out. Only because like the the market doesn't even project him to have much success. I know. So I guess for that reason, because there isn't a high market projection, there's a better reason to play long on him. I just think there's going to be some inconsistencies. If you if you want to play at Taysom Hill, you could pick your weeks and have fun with it. Well, that's because he's going to blow up on right, some weeks, right? And you could also just be patient and just know that because the there is like a low expectation still for some reason the guy just keeps on getting it done. But because he doesn't have an actual starting role, like they have a tight end one, they have a QB one, they have Kamara, but yet somehow he kind of spells all of them and does better. Chris Olave, right. by the way, got banged up yesterday after that non or they called that a touchdown, by the way. Whew. Yeah, I mean, it was a little sheesh. sketchy. I mean, I, I want Dez to get the credit he deserves. I was, on, the Seattle, I was on Seattle yesterday. <laughs> so was I. Uh, but anyway, so Taysom Hill, human cheat code, unreal, like a great performance. And like you were saying before, like literally eight seconds ago, he's a guy that like you can't really think of, like the market's already projecting him not to be this all all world superstar. We already see that within the Mojo market, and we're watching it as it as it happens in real time. However, when you feel like he's about to pop, those are when you throw the multipliers on and get some money in that yeah, day. Taysom That's Hill, just he's the play just a, to make. He's one of those unique players that it's going to be hard to gauge his usage on a week by week basis, but he is definitely getting used. Yeah. That's for sure. Yes, he is. Yes, in he is. the red zone too. So. I know, and that, you're thinking like, oh, he's the goal line back. Like you're talking about a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. It's just I can I can't say enough about this guy. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, week five is not done. There is one more game to be played, ladies and gentlemen. And tonight it is an AFC West battle between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. A uh, lot to digest into this one. Obviously, tomorrow we'll talk about th those who balled out on a Monday night in front of the millions watching on prime time. Uh, but the obvious ones are the obvious ones, and those are the people that you see pretty much on your screen right now. The Patrick Mahomes is the one of the, the, the long plays that you're just going to invest in his career for the rest of his life. Travis Kelsey, same thing. One of the best tight ends in football, if not the best tight end in football. Of course, Derek Carr. That's the one I, I, I think about, like, 
if you're looking at a, a game time play, that's the one you want to be like, oh, you know, the Chiefs might be able to be had in the secondary. Maybe he airs it out. Devontae Adams, we talked a lot about his banked value a couple weeks ago based off the fact that he's he got passed by a guy like, uh, uh, what was it, Jamar Chase? No, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Right, so he got passed as, as one of the top guys. But Devontae Adams is who he is. And, you know, and I don't want to keep hammering Chris over the head with this, but, like, you're seeing the impact a guy like Devontae Adams has on an offense when the offense can't get going in Green Bay, you know, and it's just, those are facts. And now I'm looking at a guy like Devontae Adams tonight in this offense, and I expect a big, big performance out of a Devontae going into a Monday Night Football game. I do as well, because the Chiefs, if there's one way they could be had, it's through the air. Mm -hmm. Um, The Chiefs' defense is surprisingly playing a lot better, but obviously the story about the Chiefs is their offense. Uh, they're second in points per game. They're second in, seventh in yards per play, and they're first in total expected points added, which means like going forward, the projections say that the Chiefs are going to score the most points in football from this point on. So really, that plays That's well a deep dive. in this game, especially because the Raiders' defense is twenty first in yards per play, twenty third in points per play, and twenty uh, third in total EPA. So the Raiders' defense is not playing well. They are they're stopping the run decent, so I'm a, like a little bit cold on a Clyde Edwards-Alaire in a game like today because I just think it's going to be a shootout a little bit considering where the defenses give up. Um, the Raiders have a top-10 run defense in football. They Who spent a lot of money Who to get thought? that front. <laughs> but the thing that we're waiting on right now is the Raiders' pass rush. It, through the first four weeks, they were getting to the quarterback. They were, they were applying a little bit of pressure, maybe like middle of the pack as far as the league goes. But they weren't getting home. They were like dead last or second to last in sacks. A lot of that had to do with the Kyler Murray game where he just ran around in the backfield. They were they pressured him like four times on each play and, that, and yeah. couldn't get to him any of the plays. So that happened. Um, I think the Raiders' front seven needs to, needs to show up in this one in a major way. There's zero chance in this game if Pat Mahomes has time to I, throw. I literally wrote that down. I said... The fact that the pass rush is not there, you're looking at one of the best quarterbacks in football right now when it comes to having the football in his hands of what he can do with it, whether he's shuffling or underhanding or whatever he's doing. All those pass catchers tonight, Kelsey, Hardman, yeah. Juju, all those guys, they're all guys to keep your eyes on tonight in particular if they can't get to and the quarterback. it's not a good night for the Raiders to try to start getting their pass rush going because offensively the Chiefs are third in adjusted sack rate, which means that they're not giving up quarterback pressures at all. So... The Raiders might have a tough time defensively, but we kind of expect that with any team playing the Chiefs. We could talk a little bit about the Raiders' offense now, which is a little surprising to me about how they've gone about things. They're running the football at a Josh Jacobs playing very well. Second in adjusted line yards for the Raiders' offense, mm. so they're the second best running football team in the league. Josh McDaniels managed to like stave himself another week of criticism by <laughs> getting that dub last week, but yeah. Denver wasn't a good football team. They aren't a good football team. Um, we know Devontae is going to be involved. The questions here is Renfro's back and Darren Waller. Darren Waller has not been getting involved mm -mm. as much as we would have thought, considering how open the Raiders' offense was going to be for him to work the seam with Devontae and Renfro. And in the two games that Renfro's been missing, it, you didn't see an uptick in usage for Darren Waller. We saw so, an uptick with Mac Hollins. Yeah, Mac yeah. Hollins. I think you could kind of ship his sailed on Mac Hollins. I hope you don't still have him in your portfolio because he not. might not get a snap today. He probably will because he earned that, but... He's not going to get as much playing time with, right. with Hunter Renfro. And Agreed. if you look at what Matt Collins did in that role, Hunter Renfro. I'm, I'm thinking Hunter Renfro is a go long. I'm, I'm going long. You guys hear me? Go long on Hunter Renfro. Okay. The guy had over 100 catches last year, and nobody expected it. Now he's got Devontae to take the attention away. 
don't worry about the fumble. The two fumbles in that game that he cost him the game. He had a concussion, <laughs> as we see. He missed two weeks. Right. So maybe the Raiders should be investigated for their concussion protocol. I, that's another topic for another that's day, another conversation Chris. to be had. But, <laughs> yeah, I think Jacobs, the Raiders are going to have a tough time running the football because – in this game, they're going to be playing catch-up, I believe. So handing the ball off to, to Jacobs, it kind of takes away what the Raiders are doing well, but they do have the talent. And if you look over the Raiders, over the Chiefs' run the last couple of years in the Mahomes era, the Raiders have had decent success for as they bad have. as they've been. They have. And as good as the Chiefs have been, the Raiders have played them well. Take that blowout last year out of the equation, but prior to that, they've done well against them. So I'm kind of on the Raiders' offense today. Not so much Jacobs, but definitely Devontae all in on Renfro, and I'm going to pump the brakes on Waller. But I do agree about Derek Carr. And obviously, if you're in on Mahomes, it's a it's a season. It's not a season game thing. It's a career thing. So all good there. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, maybe you pump the brakes on him. But Mahomes and Derek Carr, but Renfro is my guy in this one for sure. Okay. And you know what's going to happen. We're going to come in here tomorrow, and he's going to say, I told you so. <laughs> so Hunter Renfro might be the guy tonight. And, of course, we got Monday Night Football going down tonight. Chiefs, Raiders, going to be a good one. You just don't want to go punch for punch with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. You just don't want to do it. They might, just like you said, the, the Chiefs could stack the box against Josh Jacobs and make Derek Carr throw on you. And I don't know if that's the it's recipe for success. It's hard to stack the box with those receivers. Well, correct. I think you'll see a very straight-up thing. I'm curious to know how much Steve Spagnuolo is going to dial up the blitz. Great defensive coordinator. Major issues and help out that secondary if they could generate pressure up front. They've been doing a lot better than I thought they would. Spagnolo is very, very good at calling a defense. He is. He is a Super Bowl champion defensive coordinator. All right. That'll do it for today. I want to also remind you guys right now, if you haven't already, do yourself a favor. Don't waste any more time. Download the app, okay? It's free to download. Do that. If you're in New Jersey, you can get in on the action. If you're not in New Jersey, hang tight. We're coming for you. I promise you, okay? Uh, make sure you follow us at Mojo, literally at Mojo. <laughs> so do that on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, join the Discord. We're on TikTok. We're everywhere, okay? Also, subscribe to this channel in particular because we have great content throughout the course of the week. There's shows everywhere. There's also podcasts everywhere. Be sure to download all those podcasts. And, of course, check out all the amazing blogs by our experts over at mojo.com. That's where we get a lot of our information. So shout out to all those guys who are doing the deepest of dives to get you the best analytics in the game right now. So for Dave Sturcio, Chris Gucci, and of course, everybody watching at home, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the conclusion of week five in the NFL. Welcome to the Hunter Renfro Show. Yeah.